Should Volkswagen merge with Fiat Chrysler or with Ford? Sergio pockets $134 million and British soccer players turn up their noses at Corvettes. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. This is AutoLine Daily for November 5, 2014. Fiat Chrysler is on a roll, and when corporations do well, they like to compensate their chief executives handsomely. And that's exactly what FCA did with Sergio Marchione, who now owns more than 12 million shares in the company, and they are worth $134 million. That's a lot of simoleons, folks, and it could well make Mr. Marchione the best compensated CEO in the industry. John Krafcek, the CEO of TrueCar, says that instead of counting the number of vehicles that get sold, we should be looking at how much revenue those vehicles generate. He divides the market into four segments, passenger cars, utilities, pickups, and premium vehicles. And by analyzing the revenue generated in each segment, you can instantly see where a car company is strong or weak. In the U.S. market, passenger cars generate 36% of all revenue, utilities generate 29%, pickups generate 15%, and premium vehicles generate 20%. Kraftcheck says these charts show how perfect it would be for Fiat Chrysler, which is strong in trucks and utilities, to merge with the Volkswagen Group, which is strong in passenger and premium cars. Or for the same reasons, he said the Volkswagen Group should merge with Ford. Kraftchick says it's probably not going to happen, but they would be matchups made in heaven, at least from a revenue standpoint. Clearly, soccer players are not car enthusiasts. As part of its Manchester United sponsorship, Chevy is providing players with Camaros and Corvettes for free. But the Daily Mail reports none of them are driving them. They'd rather drive their Range Rovers, their Benzes, and Porsches. You'd think that even brand snobs would at least like to try out a Stingray or a Z28. Hey, make sure you check out one of our newest features on our website, downloadable transcripts of AutoLine This Week. As you know, the show is full of great insider information from industry experts, and transcripts make it even better. Plus, we're offering a special discount this month. Enter the code DAILY at the checkout to get 50% off the regular price of only $1.99. Just click on the AutoLine Archives link on AutoLine.tv to see our full list of available shows. A sleeper car is one that looks very plain Jane, but is actually heavily modified and quite fast. We've seen it before, like that rusted out truck down the street that can blow the doors off anything it rolls up next to. Well, Toyota just showed off its own version of a sleeper at the SEMA show that's wearing a 2015 Camry disguise. But once the body is lifted, funny car style, to reveal a purpose-built dragster, you know this is no regular Camry. The tube frame chassis holds the supercharged V8 engine that puts out no less than 850 horsepower and runs sub 10 second quarter miles. Now, if Toyota could just put this kind of excitement into its designs. Speaking of dragsters, 
Mopar unveiled the 2015 Dodge Charger RT Funny Car at the show as well. But this is no show queen. It'll be competing in the 2015 NHRA season and taking over for the current car that's proven to be a winner. Thanks to design technologies that are used on the production vehicle of the 2015 Dragster, it's stronger and lighter than the current car and should be able to keep up that winning tradition. Coming up next, it's time for You Said It. Dow Automotive Systems, driving solutions in automotive, commercial transportation, and aftermarket with innovative products like Betamate structural adhesives. Lighter, stronger, safer. DowBetamate.com. And now it's time for some of your feedback. Rick Bradner did not like to hear our report that Audi wants to move over to Grand Prix racing. Audi to F1? God, I hope not. I think that compared to top-tier endurance racing, F1 is a technological backwater. What would be the point? Well, the point would be publicity. These are real loose numbers, but about 250 million television viewers watch the 24 Hours of Le Mans, while Formula One gets about 450 million viewers. Of course, that's one race versus an entire season, but automakers go racing primarily to get their logo in front of as many people as possible. Kit Gerhardt wonders, what will happen to Ferrari now that it's going public with its own stock? The independent Ferrari will need to stay in the good graces of Bernie and his successors. Isn't F1 where their money comes from? They can't be making a lot of money selling their handful of road cars, even very expensive ones, can they? Oh yes, they can. Ferrari generates about $3 billion a year, mainly from selling its road cars, and it makes about a half a billion dollars in pre-tax profits. And that's exactly why we're seeing a Ferrari IPO. There's enough substance there for people to want to invest in. Mike wants to know, John, have you ever seen any data that shows the combination of the belt and the bag to be safer than the belt alone? Great question, Mike. The only data I've ever seen where the airbag adds a measure of safety is in a very severe accident where it can prevent you from breaking your jaw on the steering wheel. Now, side airbags are extremely beneficial and worth every penny. But if you're in a low-speed accident and you're wearing your seatbelt, the only thing an airbag deployment will do is add to the repair bill. Bradley has this to say about the new Chevy Colorado and GMC Canyon flying off dealer lots. Nine-day turnaround is pretty good, but there was a lot of pent-up demand for them. And how many did they sell? Well, the Colorado sold 1,491 units. The Canyon sold 667. Those numbers are going to grow because this is just the first full months of sales. But I think the more telling number is GM's full-size pickups were up strong, even with those smaller ones in the showroom. Blipco5 is puzzled why we say gasoline prices in the United States are so cheap. He wants to know, since when did $3 gas become cheap? Well, it's all got to do with inflation, right? To put it in perspective, $3 today is the equivalent of $1.65 in 1990 dollars. And to me, that's pretty cheap. Thanks for all your letters and comments. We truly like getting them. But that wraps up today's show, and I want to thank you for watching.